0: What good is a fast car, a flash house, and a gold plate of dunny to me? Absolutely no good at all. I've been put on this planet to protect wildlife and wilderness areas, which in essence is going to help humanity. I want to have the purest... My name is Keith Clayton and welcome to the first episode of the KC Wildlife Podcast, a podcast where we dive just a little deeper into the world of wildlife and see why they do what they do and how they came about. Before going into our first topic, I just want to give a little background about myself. I'm actively pursuing a degree in wildlife conservation. I've spent countless hours over the past three years in the wildlife rehabilitation setting. So without further ado, welcome to KC Wildlife. Today's show is sponsored by Jack and Jill. They say Jack and Jill went up the hill to fetch a pail of water. However, if you sponsor Jack and Jill right now for just $2 a month, we can build a well with clean water right in their village. While $2 may not seem like much to you, we can completely rewrite history for poor old Jack and Jill. You can donate directly to savejackandjill.com. Again, thank you for turning in to the first episode of the KC Wildlife Podcast. Did you know that there are almost 400 billion birds in the entire world? That's right, billion with a B. But only a small percentage of them I would consider apex predators. In this episode of KC Wildlife, we will delve just a little deeper into these apex predators that inhabit North America. While these apex predators are nothing like the video games or like lions and tigers, these guys are entirely flighted and soar with with great strength and power. I am explicitly referring to the birds of prey. Birds of prey are a category of birds that is best summed up as any bird of prey that pursues another animal as their main source of food. Now, Anyone with any biology background realizes that this is an extremely broad category. At this point in my podcasting career, anyone with any bird knowledge is also saying, seagulls aren't birds of prey, or how about a penguin? Are penguins birds of prey? No, no, they are not. Neither penguins nor seagulls are birds of prey. So let's get a little more descriptive. Birds of prey have three features that set them apart from other birds. And these three features are a hooked beak with an extremely sharp edge, feet with an impressive set of talons, and a keen sense of eyesight. I hope this gives a little better sense of the birds I am referring to. I am not. Sh- I am sure at one point or another, you looked up and saw like, this completely unique giant bird flying above your head. I would almost be willing to put a million dollars on it that it was one of these guys. Well, that is, of course, if I had a million dollars. I am a college student doing a podcast about birds. Does it seem like I have a million dollars? If you said yes boy, I should really consider changing career paths to maybe a professional poker player or something. All right, so back to Birds of Prey. There are four main families, and they are <clears throat> part of my attempts to pronounce Latin. Pandonia Day, Acipitra Day, Day, and Cathartidae. today. Whew, that might get better. Without getting ahead of myself and too excited, I will slow it down and only talk about two of the specific families in this episode, and they are the Eceptreidae family, including eagles, hawks, kites, and harriers, and the Cathreidae family, which includes the New World vultures, such as turkey turkey vultures, black vultures, and of course, the California condor. Now for the rest of the episode, I'm only going to speak on behalf of the species that are in the North American region, and if I'm being completely honest, I could do a whole series specifically on this category alone, which I may do at some point. But for now, I've picked my two favorite birds within the eagles and hawks umbrella, and they are the red-tailed hawk and the bald eagle. These are just two of my personal favorites, and I would love to hear everyone else's favorite. Maybe we could even make a mini-series just highlighting fan favorites. So red tail hawks, by far my favorite bird of prey, and I am sure that has to be with how I grew up. Without without getting into too much detail, over the past three years, I spent countless hours in in the wildlife rehabilitation setting. It is truly my passion and what I want to do with the rest of my life. With that being said, growing up in New Jersey, red tail hawks are by far the most abundant bird of prey. I joke around quite frequently with my family that I can grab a red-tailed hawk with my eyes closed. Again, for anyone listening, this is an absolute joke. I would never do anything like that to put an animal at risk. Their safety and health are my number one priority. So let's delve a little deeper into the life of a red-tailed hawk. We will start at the very beginning of their lives and sort of progress all the way through. So mating and courtship displays typically begin around December, and they will last all the way until March. I want to clarify that this isn't just one long display, but more or less the times you could see the courtship occurring. Nest building will also begin around this time in, the most, in more southern states and slowly trickle up north as the weather starts to change. So mom and dad bird will go out and build a nest and then mama bird lay the eggs. 34 days from that point, incubation occurs and the new chick will be born. Mom and Dad will be working for the foreseeable future, tending the, to the chicks every need. Around for, around the 45-day mark, these red tails will begin to fledge. To summarize the fledging period, most simply, it is at these point where the birds look the dumbest. I mean this in the most loving slash most honest way possible. At the rehab I work at, we often joke around and say they look like mini Albert Einsteins with the super crazy white feathers sticking up. While they are also developing their feathers, they are also increasing their strength. So someday soon, they will leave the nest. Once they fly, they will hang out with their siblings and parents while learning how to hunt and roost. After a period of about two months where they can fly and hunt on their own, they entirely leave the nest and start their own lives. This intense hunting and migrating lifestyle will last up until the the last of their life. They will eat any form of small rodent or snakes that they get their hands on. Well, I guess talons really. In terms of migration, it is relatively rare to see red-tails migrate, and the only time they will leave their territory is if food is scarce. Before we start on Bald Eagles, please enjoy this break from our sponsor. At worldwildlife.org, you can symbolically adopt your favorite wildlife species. For just $25 a month, you can symbolically adopt an African black-footed penguin, an arctic wolf, and, for insect lovers, a bumblebee. You can give this as a gift or keep it for yourself. If you adopt one now, your adoption kit will include a plush toy, a photo, a gift bag, a species card, and even a frameable adoption certificate. Your adoption will go directly to the World Wildlife Fund campaign and help the animals all across the world. So you may be saying to yourself right now, wow, Keith did such a great job explaining red tails to me. I can't wait to hear about these bald eagles. I know. I'm just as excited as you are. And thank you so much for the compliment. So. Without further ado, let's continue on to the first episode of the KC Wildlife Podcast. Bald eagles, or sea eagles if you will, the face of the free world. These guys are incredible. I genuinely don't have any other words to describe them. Now, I am biased, I won't lie. Having the privilege to work with them is fantastic. But when you see them up close, something just changes about them. We have two resident bald eagles, Haley and Orion, at the rehab I am currently at. Now, I know they are injured and all, but watching them walk on land might just be one of the funniest things I've ever seen. When they walk, they do this like unbalanced gait as like as, as if their pants are falling off. It's incredible. If you have time, I would definitely Google a video. It, it'll be worth it. So, bald eagles, for most of our listeners' lives, were endangered. Again, this is another topic I could ramble on and on about, but bald eagles were placed on the endangered species list in 1978 and didn't come off until around 2007. I want to also say that they are still listed as protected, but thankfully their numbers are increasing. So moving on. These guys are incredibly massive, by far the strongest bird I've ever personally worked with. Females can weigh in at 15 pounds and males around 10 pounds. They also have a wingspan of around 7.5 feet. It's absolutely huge. And because of how big these guys are, they can actually live on average to up to 20 years. That's just a little younger than me. In comparison to red-tailed hawks, bald eagle's incubation period is closer to 45 days and fledging will occur almost 70 days after that. Poor mommy and daddy bald eagle. So something unique I want to talk about before moving on is bald eagles will actually mate in the air while falling down to earth's surface at an incredible speed, and then at the last second they separate. Sadly, I've never seen this in person, but I hope to someday so once these baby bald eagles fledge and can fly and hunt on their own they won't look anything like a regular bald eagle they will almost be entirely brown until about three or four years of age so never judge a book by its cover their plumage or feathers will progressively molt out over time until they get the all white head just like the red tailed hawk these guys won't typically migrate unless there's food Moving into our final segment, we're going to talk about vultures. So you may be wondering, why in the world is Keith going to talk about vultures over any other bird? That is a great question, truly. While most people find them ugly, their looks play a crucial role in their existence. For those who don't know what a vulture is, it is those giant birds you see flying around the road in circles or occasionally eating roadkill. That's a vulture. So I kind of already hinted at why they are quote-unquote ugly. The featherless head of theirs allows them to dig into all types of carrion without getting sick. Carrion in the most politically correct definition is dead things. Vultures play a vital role in our ecosystem and help break down dead organisms. Just think, without them, we would go outside and it would be covered in rot and just think of the smell. Ugh, how awful. Wow, Keith, maybe vultures aren't so bad after all. You're right, they're not. Vultures are incredibly valuable. For example, I believe it was in India that people actually began killing vultures because they were quote-unquote ugly, and that the vulture number began to diminish, illness and sickness began to rise, all because rot and bacteria were growing in the streets that the people began interacting with every day. So next time you see a vulture, maybe just try saying thanks. Turkey vultures and black vultures are very similar in the way they live. Both turkey vultures and black vultures will incubate for a period of around 40 days. Still, they will be grounded for about 11 weeks after hatching. All things considered, these guys spend a lot of time on the ground, so it isn't that bad. Because last time I checked, dead things don't typically fly. But if you do see it, don't call me. Call like the Ghostbusters or Scooby Doo. Not me. That's more their speed as they become immature adults most vultures will stay together vultures will eat and roost together as there is strength in number that's all for this week's episode of kc wildlife i'm your host keith clayton and it was an absolute pleasure having you around this week I hope you will tune in next time. Without giving away too many details, next week we'll dive just a little deeper into more apex predators, specifically the family of Pandionidae and Falconidae. Don't forget, look up every once in a while. There may be some birds in the area, and if you watch them, you'll be amazed. Again, say thanks to a vulture. See ya.